Hello, Mike here. Before we start, just as a heads up, we recorded this one around a table on a single microphone, and we were really, really drunk. Uh, subsequently, you might find the audio a little bit lower quality than normal. We had good fun doing it, though. So, uh, yeah, hope you have a good time listening to it yourself. Now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where a band of merry chums have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a scrumptious medium-dry uh, orchard pig cider, and locked in with me today, we have... Dom. Jordan. Man at arms. <laughs> Owner of drink. <laughs> I'm drinking a Malt Smith's trademark brewing collaboration Pilsner-style lager, Sarah's Peter. <laughs> Isn't nice? Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Hello, I'm Anna Jordan. I'm drinking a Pilsner-style lager as well. I'm Laura, I'm Michael's wife, and I'm also drinking a cider. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms. Uh, We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles that we've each carefully crafted with our own little diddly mittens. Uh, If we get stuck, we'll get offered a clue, but that'll add a minute onto our time. And if we don't escape within an hour, then I will have to snort a line of Lemsip. How many lines do you get in one sachet? I don't know, I've never really... (laughs) That's probably like a really big line. You probably have to have a diagonal across the table. It would easily be three lines in that. Uh, To be fair, I know you're supposed to close one nostril to do it. I feel I'd have to do it with both just to kind of get a full lens sip up there. Imagine it would be like a lemony boon as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay then, let's go. Um, Let's enter the infinite escape room. So, we open this week's door and step inside to find ourselves in a white, airy space. Out of the window, we can see the gentle, rolling hills of Shropshire as well as the entirety of the Western Hemisphere. Also, there's no gravity and everything smells of recycled piss. We must be on the International Space Station. It's the summer holidays though, so all of the astronauts are out outside, playing on their bikes. (laughs) The only way out is through the escape pod, which has been locked with four cheap padlocks. Sorry, four scientifically advanced NASA padlocks. In front of us, we have the kitchen, the cargo bay, the cruise lockers, and the bio lab. So, which shall we, uh, which shall we hit first? Biolab. We can do Biolab. Bio okay, then, let's go to the Biolab. <clears throat> okay, good luck, everybody. Oh, this is my puzzle. I'm Anna, this is my puzzle. <laughs> well, welcome to my puzzle. Okay, so, you um, enter the Biolab. Within the Biolab is a, um, a central kind of computer station with a little flashing light in the middle and a nice little screen. Around the room are uh, gleaming white containers. They, they are cabinets, so you could possibly open them if you wanted to. Um, yeah, so, have fun and explore. <laughs> okay, I drift over to the nearest container. Can I open it? Okay, so um, the central computer station kind of blinks to life and says, Hello, I'm Val. <gasps> How can I help you today? Oh my god. Hi Val, can we have a key? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Don. <laughs> 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 but, you know, if there's anything else that I can help you with, I'm Val. Hi Val, can you tell us how to get the key? I can't, but I can tell you about our fantastic facilities. Okay, Val, tell us about your fantastic facilities. So, we are currently experimenting in biotechnology, and we are usually using various animal technologies in order to grow human organs. Why are you doing that in space? You would just have to open a cabinet to find out. Okay, I'm near a cabinet. Okay. So, can I open that? It's just the one that's nearest to where we were. Okay, so you, you open that cabinet. Yeah. Okay, so within that cabinet is a pack of chihuahuas with uh, gleaming white human teeth. 
Oh, wow. Uh, are they alive? The Travas are alive. They are running around and grinning. Wow. Mildly disturbed. Okay, so are there any other so are there any other cabinets we can open in this room? Yeah, there are loads of cabinets. What I probably should have mentioned as well is that there is also a door on the far end of the room um, with, there are lots of kind of like, imagine air vents, but quite small. And they're all kind of leading towards the door from all of the cabinets as well. Can, can we open the door? I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Mike. Okay. Um, okay, so there's many other cabinets. How, uh, how many? There's at least four. At least four? <laughs> yes. Wow. Can, can we open the second cabinet, please, Val? Okay, in the second cabinet, there are birds. I want to say that there are some... There are some um, you can say of... it. <laughs> We've got some kind of like uh, wood pigeons. We've got some chickens. There is definitely a raven, and they've all got tits. Okay. <laughs> birds with tits. So we've got chihuahua teeth, birds with tits. What else was in the room? So we had, um, we've got Val's like computer monitor. We've got uh-huh. our cabinets. What else was in the room? Okay, there's also, you notice, a little post-it on Val's monitor. It's one of those, you know, neon green post-its. Yeah. And on it says, um, pass, colon, pickles. Pass, pickles. That's probably the password. password yeah. Is it the password for, for Val? Has, has Val got a keyboard anywhere that's successful? You can just speak to Val. You know, Val's quite friendly. You got... Uh, yeah. Friendly <laughs> for how long? I've seen the film. <laughs> so if we say to Val... Val goes, um, hello, everybody. We haven't how seen can I help you? If I say to Val, pickles, what happens? Val goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you okay? <laughs> if I said, Val, can you give us some pickles? I'm afraid... I cannot give you any pickles at this time. That's worth a shot. Hmm. Everyone likes pickles. Okay, so we've got up to four cabinets. Now, the birds, so you've looked in two cabinets so far. The birds, yes. I find, you know, there's, there's uh, puns waiting to happen here with, with tits and boobies. <clears throat> That's, those are both types of birds, but I can't make the, the, the chihuahuas with teeth work. Okay, well, let's, let's see if we can find another common thread. So can you show what, what's behind cabinet number three? Okay, behind cabinet number three, there are... Tiny, tiny monkeys with giant human eyes. Like how tiny are these monkeys? Uh, These monkeys are about the size of your fist. My fist, specifically. Uh Their eyes are the size of my eyes. Yes. Okay, so in proportion (laughs) eyes and tiny fists. No, tiny monkeys. Tiny monkeys, regular sized fists. How big are their fists? Their fists are so small. So small. So small. Like the size of a... a, Peanut? Yeah. The size of a, I would say... An M&M. You know the peanut M&M's? I do. Yeah. Oh, they're quite big then, for M&M's. Those are the biggest well, M&M's. Well, that's a clenched fist for a monkey. Yeah, but this monkey's only, what, what's that, like five inches tall? Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess they're quite big fists. Okay, yeah. so we've got fisting monkeys, <laughs> uh, chihuahua teeth, and birds with tits. Yeah. What's behind cabinet number four? Okay, so behind cabinet number four, we've got white lab mice with ears on their backs. White lab mice ears. Are we able to, like, harvest the bits off of these these delicious animals? So are you asking me or Val? Um, okay, hold on. Pickles. Val, Val knows. Val can help you ever so slightly. If you ask her how the door is operated, for example, not so we... to give you a clue or anything, she may be able to help you. This won't get cut out. Hey, Val. <laughs> hey, Val. Yo, Val, old shell. How do you want to see a doll? <laughs> this door is voice activated. That did not help at all. Okay, so pickles. Now we've got we've got teeth, we've got boobs, we've got eyes, and we've got ears. So we've got all the sexy bits of people. <laughs> but that doesn't help your voice. Can we say pickles to the doll? 
Did we say pickle to the door? I, I said it to voice Val. Activated, but she it's... said the door is voice activated. But if it, is it the word pickles? Can we, can we say pickles to the door? You say pickles to the door. Val goes, what are you doing, Michael? Saying pickles to the door. Why are you doing that, Michael? So for the benefit of people at home, Anna's head just did a weird 90 degree turn, like like a clock. <laughs> It was really uncomfortable. It's, it's the wide eyes. Yeah. It's the wide it's eyes. Why are you doing that, Michael? Hmm. Why? Okay, so we have four unholy abominations. I'm oh, sorry, four sets of unholy <laughs> I don't know. The chihuahua I can get on board with. Like, I'm, really I'm picturing, happy. yeah, that, just the, the happy grin. <laughs> I'm picturing like Californian te- like, uh, toothpaste smiles here. <clears throat> Tiny rhinestone collars. Wasn't seeing that, but I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> I'm imagining where the tits are on these birds. I'm thinking tits instead of wings. So just flapping <laughs> massive fucking tits. <laughs> just wobbling. Yeah. No, no lift whatsoever. Uh, Michael. Why would you think that? Um, okay. So we got staring monkeys, sexy birds, mice that hear everything, and happy chihuahuas. All of these cabinets um, have little air vents that connect to the door. So we need to make the door them, is voice activated. We need to make them say pickles. Okay, I um I go up to the monkeys and say, "Do any of you know how to speak?" <laughs> the monkeys um. Do they stare at me with their big? They play eyes? with their genitals. Oh. And mm. one of them throws feces at you. Does it hit me? No, it hits the glass. Oh, good. Would you whisper the word pickles to the mice with you? Because they don't think they can hear you. The door has been unlocked. Ah, well done, Lord. You foxed us. You see, the problem is, you talked about tits, and you yeah. knew, you knew. They were dragging my tits down the rabbit hole. I was just thinking, you know, you've got the, you know, you've, you've got blue tits, you've got the big crested booby. I was just thinking, it was, you bird didn't puns. think about what would be listening. <laughs> well, you know, as soon as the door opens, a key just, you don't know where it came from, it just drops into your path. It's because space. <laughs> because yeah. oh yes, of course. It, Quantum. <laughs> it drops, but it stays dropped, and it floats towards you. Well, it's actually travelling faster than. <laughs> that's how that's how anti-gravity works. When something drops, it stays dropped, and then heads towards you. You head through the door that has now been opened to you, back into the ISS main living area. Okay, so where should we head up next? We've got uh, kitchen. So Kitchen it is. Okay, so the kitchen is my my area. So you walk into the kitchen. There are six cupboards, two for breakfast foods that have ori- uh, blue handles, two for lunch foods that have orange handles. Well, and... s- sorry, can you slow down? I'm on six cupboards. Six cupboards. Two for breakfast foods. Two for breakfast foods that have blue handles. You Zip. have two for lunch foods that have orange handles and two for dinner foods that have green handles. So lunch is what colour is lunch? Orange. Orange. And dinner was green, right? Yeah. Okay, so can we open a... Is there anything else in the room? Is there other things in the room yet? There's a microwave to heat up the tubes of food. Okay. Microwave, okay. That reads the numbers 1204. There's a a work surface with a piece of paper that reads 11537. There's a waste unit, which is unit number 0015. Oh my god. (laughs) This feels like... um... 1105, is that? 0015, isn't it? And there is a small box on the table that is locked. And needs a five-digit code to open. Oh dear. Is, it, is this maths? Am I going to have to do maths? It's also a chart on the wall that gives you how to heat your food. So it goes in the microwave. So your breakfast foods take one minute. Yep. 
Your lunch foods take four minutes and your dinner foods take seven minutes. So the keypad, the box with the keypad has a sequence of lights on the top, which is blue, green, green, orange, blue. You need a five digit code to open that box to find your key. Okay, blue, green, green, orange, blue. We've got, so that would be breakfast, two dinners, uh, lunch and a breakfast. Okay, well let's, and they take different amounts of time. Okay, so. So how many, uh, how many cupboards are for lunch again? There's two for, there's two for two every, f- two for each of them. But for, Oh, that okay. makes six. I two guess for each. The, well, there's two types of breakfast, isn't there? There's eggs and granola. Can I try and see through the potential red herrings and on the keypad for the for the lucky box, try and do like the colour-coded breakfast, lunch, dinner coding, which would be, uh, let's see, it was one minute for breakfast, yeah. seven minutes for dinner, four minutes for lunch, and then... Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? So yeah, so it was bre- it was be- blue, green, green, orange, blue, which would have been breakfast, one, dinner, seven, dinner, lunch, breakfast, Four. which is my favourite order of eating. Can I try putting <laughs> one seven seven four one into the? Uh, one seven seven yeah one seven seven four. Yep. Yeah. The box opens. Oh my god! Oh, very easy one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice one, Lord. That paper was just there to fox us. <laughs> yep. That was good foxing. That's some good that foxing. That was good ah. stuff. What kind of lunch do they offer in the International Space Station? <laughs> Very sad, just... liquid one. Sad, liquid lunch! <laughs> I think it was all powder that they re, re, uh, de- rehydrated. Well, like, like, I was thinking liquidy stuff, don't you? Cold pot noodles, what I was imagining. Oh, it's probably the texture you're going to get, isn't yeah. it? I was thinking like the 10 pea bags of Space Raiders, because I'd like to think they have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just leave them but, floating in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it all has to be space themed as well. It has oh, to be yeah, space absolutely. Like, if you didn't, everything would get covered in pickled onion dust. Yeah, but yeah. they that's, like that's the beauty of. We've done that. You've headed back out of the kitchen into the main area space station. Okay, so we've got two keys. Yes. Oh wait, I've got a joke. If you need some filler time, <laughs> no, <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> okay, so uh, there are two astronauts uh, on the International Space Station. One of them says, um, "I can't find any milk for my coffee," and the other one says. In space, no one can hear you scream. (laughs) I see. (laughs) That is the sort of one you'd need a lot of isolation for a prolonged period to realize a job. (laughs) Man, I've not seen a woman in six months. I can't wait to hit Earth again. Hey, have you heard this joke, Gregory? Okay, so we've got the cargo bay and the bio lab left. No, we haven't. Okay, we have got the cargo bay and... I've crossed out the wrong... I crossed out the word theme park. <laughs> <laughs> we have remaining, then, the the cargo bay and the cruise lockers. Where do we want to go next? Cruise lockers. Off to the cruise lockers we go. Okay, this is my puzzle. As you enter the room containing the cruise lockers, you are all surprised to see before you some lockers. I am surprised. Shocked. There are um, seven lockers uh, into the white wall. It's like white walls, white ceiling floor everything is just blinding white plastic okay um there are seven lockers arrayed along the wall in front of you uh you can see the six of them are open the seventh on the end is locked tight the rest of the room is uh surprisingly featureless nothing there at all seems like a complete waste of space of somewhere where they really try to make the most of their space each locker has above it a name on a sticker and um a little digital code pad the keypad and, and code 
window. What do you call? What do you call the thing on the top of a calculator? I call it a code window. Code window. <laughs> there is a there is a, a three digit code window above every <laughs> above every locker <laughs> with a little, <laughs> little I, pad next to it. I feel like that must be what it's called. Um, yeah. So six of the lockers are open. The seventh one is locked shut. You can see from the door that the uh, sticker with the name on it above the seventh locker has been peeled off. You can see like whether you can see the, the remainder of the glue where it was, but there ain't no sticker then. Okay. Have at it. So we've got six lockers. Seven. Seven. Okay, we've got seven lockers, six which were open. Can is there anything in the open lockers? Yes, there is. Each locker contains a shiny space onesie. They all <laughs> seem to have uh, name tags on them. Uh, what what names are there above each locker? Above each locker, there are the names from left to right. Um, Arnold. Mm-hmm. Arnold. Artemyev. <laughs> Stupid Russians. Onion Chancellor. Oh can, can you spell that? Yes, but you can't. <laughs> uh, it's A-U. N with the little near thing above it. You know, the little wiggle. An O with an acute accent on it. Uh-huh. An N. A hyphen. And then the word Chancellor. I lost you at A. What about number four? <laughs> um, Fustel. Um, can I have a look at Fustel's um Wait, you want to hear the last two? Okay, yeah. Sure, would you want to look at it? What does it look like? It looks like a shiny space onesie with How a name tag it? on it. Is it small? Is it big? They're all medium, interestingly They're enough. all medium. All of them are medium. Okay, sorry, continue. Oh, uh, just in case you're interested, the name tags don't match up with these stickers. They don't say the same things as the stickers. Um, okay. But then to continue with the name tags on these stickers, after Fustel we have Gerst, and then finally, on the sixth locker, we have... Prokopiev, that um, the open lockers all have their codes already entered into their code windows. Right, so, so can I see Gerst's code, please? Yes, you can. Okay. It is the numbers two and four. That's it for Gerst. Mm-hmm. That's a really secure code. <laughs> so secure. Well, there's only three spaces, so I, I guess Gerst skipped the first space. That's poor password security. You think on the space station they. There's only there's only six of what them. What does Fustel well, have? Seven, seven potentially. Fustel has uh, number five one. How's about this Arnold? Arnold has just two. Okay, and Artemyev. Artemyev. Yeah, that's what I said. Three. Okay, what's his chancellor? The chancellor. Onion Chancellor is just six. Oh, this is going to be a. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, Prokopiev is three two one. Okay, now you, you, may have, you may have mentioned in passing that the stickers and the names in the suits don't line up. Yes, they don't. What are the, how do the names in the suits, uh, what do they say? What do they relate as? Okay, in Arnold's one, the uh, name tag is Rickmeister. <laughs> okay. In Artemyev's, the name tag is O-Legend. O-Legend? O-Legend. Okay, cool. Um, in Onion Chancellor's, the suit says S-Bomb. Hmm. I feel like this is a set of really bad rappers. Fustel's is... <laughs> is boss man. Okay, getting more and more affirmed. Gerst's is Gersty. Prokopiev's is spaceman. <laughs> spaceman. <laughs> Did you just make that up right this second? No, I made it up about an hour ago. <laughs> oh, God, that's got to be like the worst nickname to have when you're in space. Spaceman. So, apropos. The best nickname to have. That'd be yeah. like, that'd be like the, the worst. The worst nickname would be like Land, not a space landman. Yeah, but, <laughs> landlubber. Yeah, but, farmer. I don't know. I just see like the image of like 
Oh, hey, that's Gary. He's wild. We all call him Gary. Nothing wrong with space, Gary. So that's all with Gerst. Gerst's one is Gersty. Gersty Gerst. Isn't that like the teenage nickname of just I don't know why? Yeah, Okay, so that's all their nicknames. Fusel really wants to be boss man, it seems. Okay, so on the seventh locker. Is there? Can we? Is there anything else to look at on the seventh locker, the closed locker? Because we've got. Um, it's so it's completely locked fast. There's no handles or anything on it. Um, there is the sticker has been removed. Uh-huh. The code window has <laughs> three spaces um, in which to enter numbers. It's blank and it has its data pad next to it. It looks like it needs the code entered to open it, basically. Okay, so we have a series of names, a series of numbers, and a series of nicknames. And three powerful brains ready to decode this this muddle. I'm looking at you, Laura. It's already in alphabetical order. Oh, you noticed. The first letters of the names don't correlate to the numbers. The first letters of the surnames don't correlate to the first letter to the numbers either. So there's no number coding going on there. Like alphabetically, like A is one, B is two. Yeah, I can't see any like number coding there. Hmm. Anna's making some very interesting faces. Yeah, you're asking me to cheat silently. I feel like there's the harder puzzle is trying to work out what Anna's face is trying to say. Because <laughs> her eyebrows are going over the place. Yeah, you know this is radio, right? They can't see you. Okay, so anybody got any ideas of how these could colorate? Electric display at I wrote down code window. I've just seen it. That was a better phrase. Electric, Electric display. display. No, yeah. I prefer code window. Okay, cool. I like it as well. Code yeah. window then. That's what they've got on a new iPhone, a code window. <laughs> why, why not aspire your emails through our code window? It's <laughs> an upgrade from the aperture of information. So Earthlocker has a name. Wow, my notes are bad. Uh, <laughs> Earthlocker, Earthlocker has Space Locker. <laughs> no, this is uh, Space Lovker. Okay, well, you know. I, I remember Space Man. Arnold 2 Rickmeister. Artinyev 3... Oh, legend. Yeah. Aunon. Aunion. Aunion. Chancellor. Six. Esbon. Fustel. Mm. Fifty-one. Bossman. Gerst. Twenty-four. Gersty. Prokopiev. Three, two, one. Spaceman. Yep, you've correctly repeated the information. <laughs> I have no idea. I think um, we're gonna have to phone for a clue. Okay. Uh, you want to pick up the the space phone? Picking up the phone. You can hear the guy coming from uh, Greenwich, where, where they're all based. Where the meantime comes from. Well, exactly. Because in the meantime, they've been writing down clues for you. <laughs> the voice on their end goes, uh, If you're having trouble opening up the lockers, you should focus on the numbers and remember that threes are important. Then he hangs up rather rudely without waiting to hear if you've gotten that. Threes are important. So there's two threes. Oh. Three, three, two, one, and three. three. I've added them all up as well, so like there's two on its own, three on its own, six on its own. There's a five and a one that comes to six, two and a four that comes to six, and three, two, one that comes to a six, just in case. So, in which case, every, if the other go add up to six, what happened if we put two and three into the the code window number pad? pad? It beeps and clears and it doesn't open. Oh. Hello, Mike again. So, uh, we spent so long stuck on this puzzle that we not only had to have a wee-wee break, uh, but also another round of drinks. So, rather than you having to sit through it, here's some of the highlights through the miracle of editing. Okay, so we've I wonder got... if it's a, um, it must be a sequence then, so two, add one is three. Two and six, because the only ones that got three in it, so three. two, put two six to the pad. We had absolutely no idea what was going on, although we 
did somehow manage to accidentally guess one of the numbers. Uh, this should have given us more of a clue, but in fact didn't. Because 3, 2, 1 would be, if you were to take the numbers and then go number 3, number 2 and number 1 in that. Oh, so 2, 3, 6. 6, oh. 3, 2 would be yeah. 3, 2, 1. Can we try 6, 3, 2? Yeah, the first number's correct. 6. Can we put 6, 6, 6 in? You can. Does it work? No, but the first two are now correct. Oh, 6, 6. Uh, getting the second one as well temporarily boosted us up and we thought we could do it. And then the next 10 minutes is basically just Dom losing his faith in humanity while three graduates repeat the same six sets of numbers over and over, hoping that they'll uh, magically turn into a solution. Oh, I feel really bad. Is uh, it a maths puzzle? Kind of, yeah. It's, you've got a sequence of you numbers. I thought you knew me until eventually Dom basically walks us through the puzzle and even then our tiny little minds can barely comprehend it. And also you'll notice we've basically forgotten about the two sixes we had earlier. Right, how does that change from that one? What's the difference between those two? Well, I mean, a number. Right, but if you don't think of it as a number, what's the difference there? Oh, reverse it. What? Genuinely reverse it. Give it a go. So, so if that were true... Really closer. So the next one would be, okay, so, oh my god, so that becomes 45 minus 3 equals 43. Mm, don't, don't think so. So, um, a load of really quite shaky maths happens here, but if you want to follow along at home, all you need to do to do Dom's magic number transformation is the following. So you've got your numbers in sequence, 2, 3, 6, 51, 24, and 321. All you've got to do is multiply them by 3, and then minus three. And that gives you the number on the next line, or at least it does with the first two. So you do that with two and three, and that gives you the number on the next row. However, when you do the following row, which is six, you suddenly discover that the rule has changed. Aha! From that point, you have to reverse the final number. So basically the rule becomes multiply by three, minus three, and reverse the result in order to get the number on the next line. And at the very, very end, it gives us the number 366, which of course one would reverse in two, Six, six, three. Six, six, three. And the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did that work? <laughs> Inside the locker, there is a copy of Rendezvous with Rama and a key. And, and a gun. And a gun. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to re-record it with a dick joke? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I don't know how I thought that'd be doable. Crying tears of blood, which <laughs> drift off behind you in the in the zero graph, like a bad anime. You return to the main living space, where only one lock remains on the door. Which wait, are we being launched back in out into space? The yes. escape pod. It's the escape pod door. Ah, right. I've forgotten that. Cool. I mean, unfortunately, the escape pod will land back in the infinite escape room. Well, where else would you want to be? Because of the premise, but other than that. <laughs> Um, at least we will be. You won't be in the NHS anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> backwards numbers in there. We get to leave. That leaves us with the cargo bay, which is my puzzle. You enter the cargo bay. Mm -hmm. It's like any cargo bay on a space station, by which I mean it is full of three or four things, including a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> a crate with a note pinned to the top. Oh. And uh, and in the corner, a spare lens for the Hubble Space Telescope. How big is that? Is that like a, an eye lens or are we talking like the end lens? 
I mean, I know you don't actually put your eye to the Hubble, but I mean, the Hubble Space Telescope is a is a telescope that takes pictures of like nebulae from billions of miles away. So it's a good four inches across. Cool. Four inch space lens. You see, it's it's a very good lens as well because it's one of those ones where if you turn it one way, it looks like it makes things big, and you turn it the other way, it makes things all like you know small and, and crisp and focused. Like a shaving mirror. Yeah, it's like a shaving mirror. I mean, I wouldn't tell the people at Hubble that because they'd be quite cross because they spent a lot of money developing it and they'd be pretty cheesed off if they felt they could have bought one from Wilco's. Speaking of spending a lot of money, what does the vending machine contain? Oh, that's a very good question. So, it's, uh, this International Space Station is, is a symbol of international cooperation. So, mm. the vending machine contains uh, tins of Coke for the American astronauts. These cost zero space bucks. It also contains bottles of vodka for the Russian astronauts. This mm. also costs zero space bucks. It contains a hammer, which costs one space buck, and a sickle, which costs one space buck. It also contains a key, but that costs a million space bucks. What did the note on the crate say? The note on the crate says, and you're not quite sure how they communicated the accent in the note, but they've managed it. Nyet! Dub secret Russian project! Okay, so that's not... There's no, no, no top secret project in there. Then. No, no top secret <laughs> project in here, comrade. Do we have any space box on us? <clears throat> Not on you, no. Is the space pen one of the specially designed US space pens? Wait, what pen? We have a pen? There's a pen. Where's the pen? Right, I just made that up. I'm going to delete it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm liking this I've written, of I've written down. <laughs> I've written down pen. Pen is in my notes. The key I have in my pocket. Does that fit the door? <laughs> <laughs> I told you about the key, right? <laughs> I've deleted pen. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Um, is the crate openable? It is indeed. Can I do so? You can indeed. I open the crate. The crate is opened indeed. Oh. Within the crate, you see some sort of strange laser-like device. Mm. There's also two space bucks inside the crate dangling around at the bottom. The strange laser-like device is sort of lasery but doesn't appear to be powered. It has a big button on top and three slots. Big button. Okay, guys. I say we ignore the whole laser and lens thing. That sounds too sciencey. Mm. We've got a buck to buy the hammer with. Yeah, that's what then I Then we thought. smash the vending machine, get the Coke and vodka, and forget the door. <laughs> <laughs> Never leave. <laughs> well, I say we still get and the a, hammer. A sickle if, I don't know, like we pick our teeth. Mm. Uh, we got two bucks. We buy the bucks. Yeah, we can buy the sickle. Once well, we smashed the it, sickle. the sickle's free. We got a buck to spare. Yeah. So we'll yeah. Is there one. anything else we can spend the buck on in here? Do we see anything else that we might be able to spend a space buck on? No. There is a Twix in the machine as well. Oh, cool. How much does that cost? It doesn't matter. We got the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I? Can I? Can I put the buck yeah, in? You don't Guys, know do about space Should I put the buck in and get a hammer? Put the buck in and get the hammer. I put the buck in and get the hammer. You put the buck in the machine, but are confronted with. A keypad. It's one of those machines where you've got to enter a code first in what? order to get the items. Can I see the code for the hammer? Is that Sorry. listed? Is it a code window? <laughs> there is like an electronic display. <laughs> yes, there is indeed an informational aperture in which to enter in which to enter the code, like a sort of normal vending machine. You see that there are potentially little codes next to the items in the vending machine, but they're too small for you to make out. Can we see how much... Can we, we see use how the much... lens to see the codes. Ah. Using the side that makes them big. That's a clever idea. You see that the tin of Coke for the Americans yep. has the code A1. 
The bottle of vodka for the Russians has B2. The hammer has C6, and the sickle has C3. The key is C9. What's the Twix? The Twix is in the machine, but it's not It's not <laughs> dispensable. It's caught at the back from when the engineer made it. It was half of his packed lunch. Ah. So this... So we're going to need that. Taunting you then. We're going to need the hammer if we're going to get that twig. So I've (laughs) I've already put a buck into this now. (laughs) So. So if we want the hammer, we have to put C six into the cup. And then we can smash it to get the key. And the twigs. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, we'll only get the key. If we get the hammer, we can get everything. Yeah. So okay. So. But you haven't asked about the glass. What glass? Is it smashable? Well. It's in space. Everything's smashable. Okay, we'll try, we'll try and smash it. I mean, they're, they're going through the walls with we drills. We put the buck in. Let's get the hammer. Let's smash up the vending machine and yeah. read it for all it's worth. Okay, do you want to... Uh, do you want to... Yeah, okay, so I press C6. You've dispensed the hammer. The hammer falls into your waiting hand, and you notice this is a ceremonial hammer made in Leningrad to celebrate the glorious communist revolution. It is unable to smash glass. <sighs> so where were we? We were with a ceremonial hammer. I can't break and... the glass. You still have a space buck. Well, we can get the sickle for a space buck, and then we can just get the, ha- the vodka and cokes for nothing. Did you say... sickle hammering. <laughs> did, did you say the key had no price next to it? The key had a million space bucks. Yeah, the key costs a million. million space bucks. Million space oh, we don't have that many. We have two. <laughs> we only have two. This is, this is the maths have, puzzle. We, we multiply one. the space bucks by two. We now have one. <laughs> Why don't we get the sickle, just to see if we can do anything with it? Okay. Because the vodka and coke isn't going to cost us anything, and we so don't have enough we, to get the key. Why don't we get that first, though, before we get shimmied out of this room? Once once we've got the vodka and coke, to take it with us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so what would you like to do? Okay, I press B2 to get the vodka. <laughs> you press B2. It dispenses a bottle of astronaut-issue vodka. Oh, nice. Cosmonaut, surely. Cosmonaut-issue vodka. <laughs> nice. You notice that it is clear and delicious and definitely does not contain asbestos. Awesome. Also, with your encyclopedic knowledge of the Russian language... You notice that the ingredients list are, in fact, some rather suspicious instructions. I read the ingredient list. They read, Comrade Cosmonaut, finally, our glorious plan is come a fruit. Except in Russian. Finally, with communizing beam, we shall destroy capitalist America from orbit. Remember, must put high security post-it note on top to throw off American banking pig dog. Okay, so we had... We so had the a, poster is a bad thing. We had a communising beam. No, the post-it is a red herring to throw off those um, disgusting capitalist yanks. The post-it said... It's on top of the crate. Crate with note. I didn't write it down. I left a, a dash for myself to write oh, down no, the contents must of have it. written it down. Oh, no, it said um, secret Russian project. <laughs> Nyet. Ah. Uh, well, should we get the sickle and open the crate using the sickle? Well, didn't we already open the crate? Mm-hmm. The crate's already open. You had oh, your space bucks out. Yeah. That's where I got my and space bucks. And, and there's a laser in there. That's our, our four... In, yeah. We haven't used the laser for anything, have we? But it's not powered, but it has a button on top. Can I press the button? You press the button on the laser. Does nothing happens. Ha- nothing happens. Is the vending machine plugged in at the back? It's kind of screwed to the wall. Yeah. Because astronauts are an intrinsically untrustworthy species. And, and zero gravity. And zero gravity. Yeah, if anything, fair. you're amazed that the vended items dropped to the bottom of the vending machine. And didn't Don't just... Questions. You just float down. Life. Or didn't just kind of float out of their little hoops and then sort of float in the vending machine. What? Should we get the sickle? Uh, did we get the sickle? No, we just got. Oh, so I got the vodka, and we found out the amazing plan of the death ray and the and the um, the flummoxing post-it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, the sickle, do we anything at this point? Well, we, the sickle is good for opening screws. I mean, the hammer is useless, but the, the, the sickle, we could surely open up this well, uh, the thing. The one spacebuck isn't going to do anything. The point is we don't, yeah, we, we'll still be 999 and a few more numbers short. Several numbers short, yeah. Of uh, getting the, the Twix anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we need the sickle to break into the machine to get the Twix. Yeah, I figure the sickle's better chance than the hammer because the hammer's useless. Let's get the sickle. We put the space back in and we get the sickle. Okay, you have in your possession now a hammer and a sickle and the lens for the Hubble Space Telescope. I hold the hammer and sickle up above my head. Nice. Yeah. Like, Does anything happen? You look like a person with a hammer and sickle above their head. You look like a comic. Without the laser ring like. and the lens for the telescope isn't going to do anything short of showing us the codes, which we've already used it to show the codes. Are there any windows? No, it's the cargo bay. Car- cargo doesn't need a view. But surely they'd be on the edge, though, right? Because they have to load it. Uh, the, there's, there's probably like a, a door to the abyss, but it, it doesn't open because okay. doors that you can easily open to the abyss and space stations tend not to be a good idea. So we can't refocus the lens in the sun. So hold on, so there's a crate, there's a vending machine. Mm-hmm. What else is there? A four-inch space lens and a laser inside the crate. And the a note. Work. Oh, well, a why don't we put laser. the laser... Uh, so we need to power the laser to put it through the space lens. What about Just the power to... of communism? If we put the hammer and the together... <laughs> well, I held it up and nothing happened. <laughs> no, but, so. but not next to the laser. Well, just to remind you, the laser had three apertures in it. It's not powered and it had three apertures. Oh, well, can we fit the hammer, sickle and <clears> lens <throat> into those apertures? So, you fit the hammer and the sickle into the back of the laser. Okay. You then fit the Hubble Space Telescope focusing lens into the laser. You have created a powerful communizing beam. Nice. Nice. Can we communize the uh, vending machine to give us everything then, like communism does? You have used the communizing beam on the vending machine. It has turned the one million space buck price into a people's key. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. This is amazing. The people's key dispenses itself for the good of the people. I feel like you're oversimplifying the system. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that gives us our final key, which is the people's... Well done, guys. Well done. You got the people's key. I genuinely thought you were going to get, like, the hammer and the sickle and be like, ah, why won't the hammer and sickle fire the laser enough? And I'd be like, ah, if only there was some way to focus the laser. (laughs) Did we get... So we didn't get the Twix. Did that... You didn't give us the Twix. Oh, we didn't even get the Twix. That was a red hair. The people don't get chocolate. Where does that lead us? Okay, so you have uh, you have the people's key. Uh, you take the people's key, the kitchen key, the uh, the bird tits key, um, and the convoluted key. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bird tits key. I'm quite offended. You unlock the incredibly complicated Velcro padlocks from NASA <laughs> and get into the escape rod. And we blast off back to Earth and back into the Infinite Escape Room. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us through all of the usual apps, feeds, iTunes, and the other 10 million squillion ways of doing RSS stuff because you're an intelligent human being. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, uh, and we'll see you next time. Ta-ta! Bye-bye. Anybody else want to do like a high-octane goodbye? <laughs> goodbye! That's very Barbie. <laughs> goodbye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.